so many of them they never even talked about it they were they essentially faced some abuse when they were like 6 years old or age didn't matter some of them faced it when they were 2 years old or 3 years old the place didn't matter it could have been their own house it could have been a public place like a bus or a bus station or or basically an institution like a college or a school so so essentially we also created this play which we called meri jagah like what is that place which you can tell me and say it's safe for me welcome to the season 6 of outliers I'm your host Pankaj Mishra and I'm really thrilled to be bringing this edition of Outliers in collaboration with the Times of India. Outliers is a series of free-willing conversations with the ones who choose to take the road not taken often. It's about the crazy and the curious, those who dare to stand out and stand alone. Keep listening. this is a journey with outliers and i'm i'm really thrilled to be recording today's conversation with an outlier who i have been trying to have a conversation for some time and uh, it has been fascinating to just keep uh, hearing about him and and watching what he's building and how uh, i am with uh, abhishek gupta who is the co-founder of navgurkul uh, navgurkul the first time i heard from a common friend uh, i was amazed uh, because uh, you know a, a lot of people talk about uh, you know solving the problem of employability and working with those uh, who don't have all the luxuries but uh, when i looked at and and learned more about navgurkul i realized that it 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 came across as a very well thought out engine uh, and something that would be sustainable uh, I will leave uh, Abhishek to describe what he does and why. But welcome to the conversation, Abhishek. Thanks, Pankaj. Uh, it feels really great to be here. Um, so, to give just some brief context to everyone, Navgurukul uh, at Navgurukul we run one-year residential courses for students from uh, marginalized communities. A lot of these students are from areas which are extremely vulnerable. For example, uh, tribal areas or students who are HIV-positive or students coming from. red light areas or their parents might still uh, be into prostitution etc um, our emphasis or our focus is really simple which is to make sure that the students from these areas are able to have access to aspirational jobs that you and i have so that they can themselves uh, you know uh, have the voice and then the choice to solve their own problems um so um if i if i just briefly talk about the course that we offer we started with a software engineering course about 5 years ago and now recently we also added a course on design um and with these courses the students who have barely passed their 10th class or 12th class are getting good jobs in companies like freshworks mindtree thoughtworks even directi an academy and many many other startups um many of them are earning a lot more than even i am earning right now uh, but but i mean yeah we are an ngo <laughs> wow this this is a great context abhishek but but uh, let us start from the start uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about where you come from uh, give us a sense of growing up because from the conversations i have been having it's been fascinating to listen to people about the early lessons and how that shaped who they became so it would it would be good to find out a little more about you yeah so um So when so when I was growing up, I think if I if I uh, look at my education, it was mostly something that I do not consider was um, good or great. I would pretty much rate it bad on the scale. 
um i was bullied a lot in school uh, that made me change my school uh, without even sharing why my change in the school that created a lot of conflict in the house because uh, they were not okay with me changing the school uh, at such an early age uh, but then i joined a new school but i barely had any friends but fortunately we had a, a good group of cousins and we used to play a lot in summers and i think that was one of my most important anchors um but during this time of not being able to connect to the school or friends or you know the so called idea of friends in schools um i started focusing more on more on maths and i think a part of that came from the fact that my grandfather uh, was a maths teacher so he would sort of give us some inputs on maths and that got me really uh, curious and then sanskrit was another subject i really liked um all the subjects i really really struggled um history arts you know i mean mostly all of them mm-hmm. um so i grew up with this very rational sort of uh, mindset that everything has to be this logic or code or whatever and then more into id um and then uh, for the first time i felt belonged uh, because there were so many people who were traditionally um, considered outliers in that perspective i mean they were probably people who who, who couldn't gel well, well with their friends also many of them um but then we could connect really well um but then in iit we also started exploring many other themes for example feminism um and 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 how should the development take place etc and then i started realizing i became an outlier for iit also <laughs> i couldn't connect with my own batchmates i couldn't connect with my own um, peers over there for almost 3 years of my college i didn't even sleep in the hostel that i was assigned i mostly used to sleep in labs uh, i just felt that i couldn't connect um and and a lot of it was essentially attributed I, i think i can attribute to the fact that uh, people when they come to iit they have very different kind of dreams and aspirations but when they essentially reach there they realize it's not something that they have been looking for and <laughs> most of them sort of disappointed um they choose a lifestyle or they choose uh, methods that i personally do not i didn't feel very comfortable with in fact uh, the, the substance abuse uh, even in colleges unfortunately is way too common and mostly not spoken about um then i basically i didn't know what to do so i thought i'll probably and and job was out of the question because our family is mostly uh, a businessman typical business, businessman bunny family so we always had this idea that agar aapko kuch karna hai do it for your own you know uh, for your own business and grow it why do it for someone else sure um so i started a startup which was funded by kunal and rohit from snapdeal just in college itself and that was a big deal for us and immediately after college like 6 months after college uh the startup was acquired by some other organization and then i joined that organization as a cto uh, and the co-founder uh, frankly me we raised a lot of money we raised about uh, 2.6 million dollars for that organization but uh, there was this time when i realized that my heart does not lie over there i really want to get to the development sector and figure out um exactly how do i want to spend my my remaining sort of time um and and over there i think a lot of questions were around money right i mean because i was choosing to sort of let go of money and be in development sector which hardly pays um and and a lot of uh, my search around then was to sort of explore what money means to me um so i started asking people like what would you do if you had lots of money and the kind of answers they had i think they didn't sort of um they didn't make me feel happy or they didn't make me feel oh i also want this um I, I mean, I, I, I have seen that I. It doesn't matter to me what food I am eating as long as it's healthy and nice. It doesn't matter to me which room I am staying, as long as I can sleep on a hard surface. In fact, when I unfortunately have to sometimes stay in hotels which I find expensive, the mattresses are not of my liking. <laughs> so I mean, I, I, I realize that I am becoming more and more of a functional person. Um, 
and and it doesn't take a lot to sort of meet those functions in my life uh so many things changed for example i just switched to having four pair of uh, kurta and pajama and i'll just make sure that i just wear them um uh, my marriage is about to happen like like just a month um, in future um so a lot of these questions are coming acha aap kya pehnoge maybe would you sort of wear the same clothes or um like like what you did in other marriages or you're going to buy something new um but interestingly buying something new doesn't give me a lot of um, happiness it doesn't make me feel oh wow <laughs> i'm going to have a new pair of <laughs> clothes and i'm going to have a new pair of chappals and whatever um is this something again functionally maybe for my partner i'll <laughs> do something about it but again a lot of these things started changing uh, and it helped me to sort of decide to jump into development sector um but also uh, obviously i had a lot of security i mean my parents were secure they had their own house um pretty much when i was growing up uh, the situation was far far worse uh but i think um a lot of our parents did went through did go through a, a phase where they didn't have sufficiently mm. enough to be able to take care of the needs but then now i think they're sort of doing well um i think my family also belonged to sort of that group uh and 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 then finally um so so i i realized that i don't have those responsibilities to also take care of my family so there's a certain sense of privilege that was obviously there um i had a degree from iit as a computer science engineer that obviously could be used to make money whenever i want um so all, with all those securities and that understanding of relations money i decided to sort of quit um that organization at its sort of peak uh, we were in us uh, part of google launch pad accelerator and we sort of i i quit and then we sort of closed the company hmm. and then um i joined delhi government pro bono trying to identify what i want to do so the experience was nice i mean there are a lot of things that were changing and i could be a part of them um but i also felt that unfortunately government setups are a lot more into um how do you mobilize people to do certain thing which you want them to do for example if you want to get a policy implemented uh and less of a creative or a merit driven space and it's not that government does not require merit it's just that uh with let's say knowing how to do a certain thing you also need to uh, spend a lot of energy in making sure how do you communicate it and how does it basically go well with almost 100 other stakeholders and i realized that at that point of time i was far more uh, i wanted to have a far more wide space uh, i could just explore and experiment um and there i met a lot of interesting uh, students who were doing really well in schools but after school they didn't have any sort of you know um clue or in fact mostly they were very hopeless um they were actually like there was a student called shivam and he scored about 80% in school and for me i feel it's, it's a huge percentage to score because i for example scored 90 while having all the privilege and he scored 80 while living literally in a place which is an orphanage um and 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 hardly any tuitions or anything right i mean so but after this he was basically working in a call center uh, earning 6 7000 rupees before that he actually worked in a bakery for 12 hours a day almost 30 days a week for 5000 rupees and he was saving all of that money to basically uh, do english courses and do uh, uh, other other things that can essentially help him grow but but there's no basically obvious way out there and it felt really sad that on one side we say there's a lack of talent in this country we don't have good engineers you don't have good designers you don't have good product managers and what not right i mean even in uh, if you go to healthcare if you don't have doctors we don't have uh, amazing nurses or counselors etc etc <laughs> and then there are people like shivam and so many more like i mean just shivam just one example who then fortunately got into navgurukul and i think ravi right now he would be earning at least close to 70000 to 1 lakh i don't know exactly but somewhere on that um so 
so so that essentially became our motivation like how do we create uh, a place where such students can come and themselves learn and we essentially trust them largely what we realized was our entire education system is made on not believing so we don't want to trust a child that they actually can think for themselves and want to think for themselves so all the time tell them you do this you do that we are going to evaluate you and if you're not doing that we are going to punish you if you probably do better i'm going to reward you while trying to insult as many people as i can while rewarding you so it entirely <laughs> became the system i mean it's it's a, it's a very claustrophobic system if you think about it right i mean i would never send my children to a school like that maybe they don't get broken but there's a high chance that the school will try its best to break them or tell them that you are a b c or 1 2 3 or blah 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 um, and it's sad right i mean we don't want us to be rated like that um so so, so somewhere um so we we started this place and we wanted to basically not have exams not have teachers not have so we knew a lot about what we didn't want to have um <laughs> so the question then became of figuring out what do we do then really have so uh, so we wanted to have a residential space so that the students are they form a community um we were very clear that it has to result in a good job for them because ultimately um while education has many many outcomes that it should look at um including sensitization including uh, employability including let's say um being a conscious citizen uh, you know for the for the for the society and we have created books and books for that civex so is there uh, for sensitization we have different different courses but obviously they don't work right i mean people do not get them really right so while um, a part of our education at least at nagurkul has to focus on these aspects but we have to really guarantee them a job we are taking a big part of their life and then there's no point of not trusting them they are essentially taking all the risk to come to us and saying we are going to study this for one year or whatever time and uh, all we want is a job so instead of saying you know instead of saying that we are not going to trust you we rather trust them and what started happening was then they started coming to us can you please you know take an exam can you please evaluate us a part of this i think came from their past habits or past experiences where they were used to being evaluated a past of it a part of it i think also came from the fact that um they really wanted to understand how they are progressing so abhishek one yeah. one thing i wanted to learn is from the time you started um how was getting the first student and and also what were some of the un- unlearnings that that you had to do i mean it, it would be great to see it through the lens of uh, the first student for example who you took through this program and and got the job and and yeah. look at that and 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 share what worked and what didn't work and how did you apply those learnings you kept applying as you as you grew so we started with a batch of uh, about 7 or 8 students um and all of them we basically recruited from delhi uh, to join our residential center in sarita vihar and parents were very very uh, apprehensive because they felt like um it's a residential program um and it's it was a very new program so we didn't have any past result to cite so we mostly we used to take out newspaper clippings of what uh, came out from my previous startups and iit degree certificates etc and we used to tell them that we have better ways of you know scamming people uh and i think a lot of that doubt came because there's a lot of scamming going on um uh, at at this level and especially um if you're more vulnerable in the society you have to encounter far more scams than let's say if you have more power um so a lot of parents would say are you going to sell our are you going to sort of sell the kidneys or what you know uh, just just make sure that they're doing right and they used to come and check etc all of that 
um so it was very hard that way um and slowly and slowly it got better but then we started uh, batches for females and now we are focusing a lot more on female students and male students um and obviously the challenges rose um in our campuses right now we have students coming in from so we have campuses in two in bangalore one in pune one in dharamshala with approximately a capacity for about 700 students mm-hmm. uh, in covid itself now i mean for example in july about 110 girls joined us from different parts of the country and the girls came from as far as tripura assam kashmir tamil nadu you know from almost across the entire country to bangalore and our pune centers how is very far from them it's almost like a three day journey for the girls how, should, how do yeah. you bring them in like also it would be good to understand from you where where do you find them what how how do they end up in your school what happens right so when we started um, identifying the students we realized that there has to be some kind of maths and english test it is very very basic but still Uh, the problem with our education system is that there are students who have done bcom and they probably still cannot write their name in english and unfortunately because of that level of unpredictability of our uh, current evaluations uh, we had to go through the examination route that we are going to do a basic assessment of uh, uh, how much math and english do you know before we take take you in um and then we also had this criteria of identifying the most marginalized so we started realizing that we do not want to do on ground mobilization wherein let's say we have uh, some people on our payroll who have uh, linkages with the community and who identifies as students instead we started to uh, partner with organizations who are already working with the youth and to make them understand the value that the program can add to their students and ultimately to the effort that they are already making so let's say you are an organization which is working in a very marginalized area and you're helping them to go through school education properly then what we would tell you or what we would discuss with you is that if you are if you basically support your students to join our campus we'll get them into such such kind of jobs which they now are which they at this moment do not have access to and this obviously will not just benefit your students but also will benefit the overall efforts that you're basically making um so that way we have partnerships with almost eight different state governments right now um and apart from that we have almost 50 non-profit partners um who are helping us identify these students in last one year itself just during the times of covid more than 10000 offline tests were conducted to identify uh, these students wow. in fact maharashtra government did a mobilization drive with 4200 tribal girls very very remote areas uh, in one single day in the middle of pandemic and and this is maharashtra which was mostly um, with very high case load throughout the year wow. um so a lot of these efforts were essentially made by partners and 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 and, and we sincerely believe that if non profit sector has to grow a lot more partnerships has to happen because Uh, it avoids us to sort of redo uh, the cost that has been already made by an organization, and instead we can partner to amplify that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Abhishek, one more thing I want to learn from your journey is, uh, and especially for non-profit, uh, you know, there are different ways uh, that people with passion and and you know they they join the development sector and they build something out. One of the questions I often get asked by people who want to do this is. how do you kind of find a set of believers who fund this journey uh, how how did you do that how did you fund this uh, because end of the day this every venture has to be funded i mean the, the color of money can be different or the, or the mission can be different so can you talk a little bit about that and your learnings on on that front like what are the do's and don'ts yeah. from your experience so 
in terms of funding uh, honestly we didn't make any effort so far all of our funding came inbound people came to us and they said that we want to fund this initiative we want to fund that part and we got our funds so we never had any active outreach for fundraising a part of that we could make possible because we kept our salaries low we made sure that uh, the program is being implemented in a very frugal uh, manner um, so uh, to give some context we raised about 1 lakh to 1.1 lakh for one student which includes um, their accommodation food laptop internet all the utility bills etc um course content creation etc everything is included in this amount mm-hmm. for this entire 12 to 15 months course um um which includes all team salaries also by the way like all of that is covered in this and then the student once they get a job they also voluntarily pay forward for the next student so we have already received 27 lakhs in donations just from our own alumni so from yeah. the donor perspective you're giving 1.1 lakhs which is not just leading to a huge transformation right i mean there's a girl let's say from a a uh, very remote area in bihar now working as a software engineer in a mainstream company not only that is happening but that girl is actually paying forward for the next candidate mm-hmm. so your money is essentially getting amplified that way um and ultimately this goes back to how we feel the university should be run they should be far and i mean they should be supported more and more by the alumni mm-hmm. just that a lot of our alumni are really young and they will sort of take more time to let's say be you know far more settled into let's say uh the industry to be able to contribute more but we already have about eight candidates who have uh, gave us more than what we basically invested on them they've already given us 1.2 lakhs each uh, there's this recently the student who donated us 50000 just 3 days ago so i mean a lot of these things are happening and and, and that obviously increases the donor confidence so our programs uh, from the residential perspective and also we guarantee a job hmm. so when a student comes to us we guarantee a job that makes it easier for the student to believe us and the donor to support us how do you do that abhishek so that came from a very simple understanding that the see the student is really serious about getting a job so let's trust the student to do the right thing we are we let let's just assume our position from a supporting perspective but then what changes is that instead of saying that you have just one year to crack this course and get a job etc and after one year everyone graduates mm-hmm. everything happens on a rolling basis so let's say if pankaj joins today and he has assigned a mentor from mm-hmm. the campus itself and there is no is a trainer that way there there are no classes actually then this mentor helps pankaj to basically keeps improving and improving and uh, whenever pankaj so there are 18 different milestones he keeps clearing milestones and he can request for an interview whenever he wants mm-hmm. uh, and, and 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 largely it is his responsibility and we have created this tracker which allows you to see based on your current progress how much time would you take to get a job you may take 15 months you may take 8 months you may take 2 years you may take 3 months also we have all kinds of students and then you basically try to improve your own speed if you feel you need to make it faster but we give you an assurance that we are going to support you no matter what until you get a job very interesting so that will be a guaranteeing your job and the moment you are ready for a job we'll get you a job i have another question abhishek i mean you know i'm i'm fascinated with what you are doing and i'm fresh from uh, my trip to tenkasi a week ago i spent 4 uh, 5 days studying uh, zoho and you know tirunelveli and and shridhar uh, and and i saw how they run this model in terms of training and and employing what i want to ask you abhishek from your experience a lot of companies look at this as a csr initiative and as part of their overall employment generation they they would say okay let's earmark this uh, for talent from uh, so called uh, 
you know, uh, you know, areas where you know they don't have opportunities and and, and so on. Uh, how uh, the, the people who are getting these jobs? Uh, how do you measure uh, the quality of their talent? How do you know it is not just a CSR employment? And and I hope you don't mind my asking this question, Abhishek, because I, I it would be really good to know uh, from you because yeah. it's an important thing. I have also seen a lot of uh, checkboxing that happens on, on 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 many of these initiatives. And so 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 what are, what are your thoughts on that, Abhishek? Absolutely. So one thing is with Zoho, it's a little different because they are training their own uh, students and then they're employing them. Uh, but also since we have also uh, seen the Zoho model very closely. In fact, before we started Navgurukul, we visited Zoho and we took inspiration from them because they have been doing this since 2005. So um, um, the kind of energy that they have been doing this, I think it's, it's phenomenally amazing and, and I, we loved it a lot. Um, but at the same time, um, what I understand from Zoho system is that their system of evaluation uh, when they get them into jobs in Zoho is independent of them performing in the courses. Hmm. Essentially two different teams. So the merit perspective or the, 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 the fact that the student has to still do well in the exam, in the qualification criteria is still there. Uh, and there are some very few students over there who are not able to make it also. Yes. Uh, largely because that assessment still happens once you uh, apply for the job. That's that's my understanding based on the last visit, and things may change yes. uh, here and there. So even for Navgurukul, one um, that the companies who are basically giving a CSR, they do not hire necessarily. In fact, most of them don't because it's also a CSR conflict. In CSR, you're not supposed to um, hire the people you have trained yourself, largely because uh, it can then be combined with the employee training that companies anyhow do. Oh. Uh, so most of the companies that fund us through CSR, they don't hire us, and these students are getting placed in other companies. So there's no, I mean, there's no question of CSR employment actually happening in what we do uh, really. Um, and also in terms of uh, just the in interest of the uh, employers, what we can also say is that there are certain employers who are really committed to this because they find it emotionally very important. Right? Hmm. Uh, they may feel that they're really invested in to make it happen because they feel in the cause. But most of our employers are actually people who do not care about this and they just want to hire people for their companies and they want to get talent. Um, in fact, even in employment, we get at least two queries every day for hiring and we have nowhere uh, even one-tenth as number of people as we, uh, you know, as the number of requests come to get hired. We don't even have one-tenth of such candidates to sort of play. So, I mean, the pipeline for candidates who the pipeline for companies who want to get these candidates pays is far higher than the number of candidates that we we can churn out right now. Hmm. Very very interesting, Abhishek, and and I, it brings a lot of clarity. So thanks for that. Uh, a, a more final question I have, Abhishek, is uh, you've been working with these students, kids from these backgrounds for for some time now, and and you have been perhaps watching them more closely than. Perhaps their own parents would have seen them, you know, grow and, and become something. If you were to look at everything that you have learned uh, in terms of life lessons, what are some of those things? Has, has it changed you as a person? What, what, what are the things that have, that have shaped you uh, during this period? What are the life lessons you can share with us from doing this? No, I think uh, I, I I fully fully agree, and I think it has been um, it has been an absolutely life changing experience for me. And when I said that I didn't get the kind of uh, kinship that I got in my school, that I, I didn't get the kinship that I wanted in my school or in my college, 
I got it at Navgurukul. In fact, for almost two or three years, I just stayed in our campuses. And there was not even a single time when I used to visit uh, my home from campus and I would not cry. It would, it would break my heart to leave that place. So it was practically a home for me and almost every person who was there in the, in the campus was, uh, was very close to me. Uh, obviously, things have been changing from last some time because of COVID and then also the fact that the organization is growing and a lot more of my time is spent with the team than the students directly. Um, but in terms of life experience, it has been extremely changing. Just this is a fact how they could be happy in situations that I couldn't even think of being happy at. Just the joy that they brought. I think it really, really uh, made life um, better for me um, when and essentially that was happening. Uh, but also there were things that I sort of could see a lot more closely. For example, my own privilege, right? I mean, you could see how uh, something that I took for example, grant, granted they're not there with most of the country. Um, it's not even a small part of the country we're talking about. So so that changed a lot. Um, the kind of abuse that the girls have to go through uh, on the streets, in the relationships, from their families, um, including the sexual abuse, I think that became far more pronounced to me because I was predominantly staying in, in the girls' campuses. And we did facilitate a lot of these sessions so that the, they could let it out and essentially... Um, keep it behind and move forward or basically, you know, but just make sure that they don't carry the baggage or something that they didn't. Um, we participate, we basically created a lot of uh, plays. We, we used to go and dance on the streets. We had a lake nearby. We took life jackets and we used to take a long uh, run and then jump. There's also this aspect of being like on a father figure sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we used to go to the lake, I still remember, I, I knew how to swim and I love to swim, but instead of swimming, I would just sit around and just, and just make sure that they are doing well, they are safe. Um, uh, because the lake was pretty deep at certain points, so <laughs> like you know, like my father used to tell me, "Don't do this, don't do that." Sometimes it, there was that component also. Um, so I think um, overall, I think it has been a very, very emotional journey um, uh, that way, uh, and it has been two-way learning. I think there was something that they probably learned from me, but there are too many things that I learned from them, uh, uh, and a lot of it essentially, um, I think for me was also came from this gendered lens, largely because. In my family, both me and my brother, I mean, we are male. My, I mean, we are family of four and then three of us are males. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then staying in this campus, which is predominantly female, a lot of my ideas, a lot of my emotional ways of dealing things, they, they were challenged a lot. And I think that changed me in, in a big way. Can you, can you illustrate this with an example, Abhishek? Because what you are saying is, is, is very deep and very, very important uh, from societal point of view as well. Uh, a lot of time, things that we 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 take uh, as granted, uh, you know, are actually not, and and we realize them. Any one or two examples that come to your so mind? We were uh, when we shifted to the Bangalore campus. Uh, almost every second day, the girls were being um, they were facing issues from people in the community in terms of someone trying to group them or someone trying to inappropriately touch them or making lewd remarks or whatever. And it was just so frequent. Uh, and the kind of acceptance that they had of it, which was forced and unfortunate, right? I mean, because a lot of them have already faced it so much. Mm-hmm. It just bro- broke my heart that they have to go through this a lot, right? I mean, when they used to come from the sleeper trains, it was almost a given that one in four times or five times, they would meet someone who is going to behave inappropriately, who is going to keep staring them until they're deeply uncomfortable and make sure that they can't see uh, you know, they're basically seeing down. Um, 
and then when we started discussing these things it it became more than apparent that this is way too common and this is not limited to let's say a tr- sleeper train or a camp or outside the campus hmm. it happened in the schools their teacher did that their families did that they close relatives did that and so many of them they never even talked about it they were they essentially faced some abuse when they were like 6 years old or age didn't matter some of them faced it when they were 2 years old or 3 years old um the place didn't matter it it could have been their own house it could have been a public place like a, a bus or a bus station or or basically an institution like a college or a school so so essentially we also created this play which we called meri jagah like what is that place which you can tell me and say it's safe for me just just tell me any place my home your home the road or whatever where i can sort of i mean not i i mean with sort of they can do what they want to do they can be at ease they don't have to think about uh, you know how they dress and etc we also started doing a lot of activities around there um we used to do something called fearless walks and we used to discuss what our fears are and then as a group we used to sort of uh, you know go on a walk and uh, be okay with that so let's say if you have a fear that if i will dress um with let's say a mini dress and i would be sort of uh, ogled at you would encounter that fear you will actually walk like that and the entire uh, group will basically make sure if someone ogles you they will ogle them back <laughs> so to find that strength as a community so let's say someone is making a lewd remark to be then stare directly in that person's eyes and continuously keep seeing that unless that person sort of feel that shame a lot of times then someone would basically you know uh, do something inappropriate they would call the entire campus they would basically stand there make sure that the community essentially identifies who was that person who essentially did that and some action is being taken uh and, and and a lot of things changed drastically um and for me um that was such a life changing experience because i could see like you know think of my own uh, partner or my my children uh, i don't have them i mean if i ever have my children right and i used to have this question earlier a lot like if let's say if i have a daughter how would i justify that how would i justify that we're living in a place which is so unsafe for you hmm. where, where if you're coming 11 at night or 1 at night i have to be really worried that you know where are you coming from etc etc so a lot of these things which we take sort of take take for granted uh, especially in that campus they became uh, many fold and what we also realized is the power of the conversations and the power of the community so they could hold each other so well right i mean um so we didn't unfortunately at that moment could afford a lot of counselors etc mm-hmm. but still through a community they held each other they take they took care of each other um even now when someone gets sick they take care of each other so i mean all that emotional energy of the campus i think that for me was um a very different experience and something that i couldn't feel uh early in my school or college hmm. it felt like you're an individual and you have to try to fit in and if you don't you will be ostracized and finally it felt like a safe space for me also so so well put abhishek i mean uh, and 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 the reason i persisted with this question is because i i had a feeling that you seen things so close that it won't just change you as a person but everybody who listens to you uh, i hope uh, this rubs off because it's it's important uh, for shaping a society that we are you know we find fair to live in uh, yeah. more power to you abhishek this is uh, this was a conversation long pending but uh, worth <laughs> every second I, i i look forward to meeting you and and learning more and god speed with everything you are doing same man thanks so much pankaj thanks pankaj uh, 